Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. Today's topic, 8 Tips, 6th UFO Observable. That's correct, 8 Tips, 6th UFO Observable. Now, this article comes to us from silverrecord.com, silverrecord.com, and we're talking about uh, the different things that ATIP was able to observe, the commonalities that they witnessed when it came to UFOs. And it's kind of an interesting article because it starts out with the five normal things, and then it gives us uh, a little bit of a, a left curve at the end here. Now, I posted a link to this article at the Twitter account, UFO Warning. Of course, you can get there by going to at Warning Sub UFO. Why there, do a follow back. And you can take a look at this yourself. But I have to tell you, I found this thing very interesting. And at the same time, I have to kind of, I have to kind of ask myself, what is the agenda? Uh, what are they trying to promote here? It seems as though we are uh, quickly developing into two camps. One uh, group of people believe that UFOs are a threat, and they're possibly a force of evil, maybe even a demonic force, and then the other camp seems to think that uh, the UFOs are the good guys here to help, more like along what uh, Dr. Stephen Greer talks about. I have to wonder if I'm not in the middle somewhere. Maybe these things are uh, a mix of both. And I partly say that because of the fact that when we're talking about former deep state actors or people that maybe I haven't got the most trust in coming across as though the UFOs are an inherent threat, I, I automatically put my conspiracy analyst hat on and start to take the exact opposite approach, even though that might not be the right thing to do. And I found myself doing that with this article, even though the stuff they said was making sense, I found myself being a little bit skeptical of it. And that's probably not the right way to approach it. I mean, sometimes, even if you don't agree with the people who uh, bring you data, the data has to stand on its own. And sometimes if that data does stand on its own, I have to maybe step back a, a little ways and not let my judgment be clouded because of a previously held um, attitude toward the people who are bringing the news. And that's kind of what I felt like I had to do uh, with this article. Now, the article is titled ATIP, Six UFO Observable, semicolon, Biological Effects and Injuries from the Phenomena. And it says here, it has them listed. Number one, sudden and instantaneous acceleration. Well, we know these things are fast. Number two, hypersonic velocities without signatures. In other words, they're going way faster than the speed of sound, but no sonic boom. Next, low, observabil low observability. Low observability. In other words, they're hard to see. And when we do see them, they lack a lot of detail sometimes. And number five, positive lift. They just go straight up in the air, just like a balloon or a helicopter or whatever, but there's no 
there's there's nothing there that we can see to explain this extreme positive lift. And then they have a they have a sixth one here. It says biological effects. Wow. It says ATIP's five observables have been a main focal point of TTSA, that's of course to the Academy of Stars, to educate and describe what is witnessed and occurring regarding UFOs. And then it repeats them down here, uh, the five things we just talked about. And it says, thanks to an interview with Tom DeLong and Louis Elizondo, published by NewRepublic.com, we now know there are, in, <clears throat> in fact, at least six observables. The six being a sensitive subject, to say the least. There was also, this is quote, there was also, he told me, another observable they were more reluctant to discuss. The sixth is biological effects, he said, the sun descending over the Pacific Ocean. People with close encounters and paranormal experiences were in danger of potential morphological changes to the body and brain, something loose people had to deal with. In one instance, a staff officer came home from a mission, went to their apartment, and fell asleep in the bedroom. The officer's roommate experienced what can only be described as poltergeist phenomena, mostly books flying off shelves, serious enough that the police were called. That case, Elizondo told me, posed an only, told me, posed an only in the Pentagon bureaucratic problem. There's no way for a service member to qualify for a service-connected disability based on demonic possession, poltergeist inhibition, or spontaneous close encounter telekinesis. Well, apparently these guys are investigating UFOs, and you notice how they lump this in together, UFOs with the uh, paranormal or poltergeist type uh, investigation. I think these people are doing a little exploring outside the bounds of a typical UFO sighting. And we know this uh, that the that the Defense Department has has investigated things like uh, DMT. Uh, we know about the LSD experiences back in the day. I'm afraid these guys are getting into a whole area of the UFO phenomena. Maybe where they're moving away from actual UFO investigative work into this paranormal, uh, almost occult investigative work. And you know, if you play with the Ouija board, you might get stung. This is why it's a good idea to stay away from that kind of stuff. These guys are getting into deep water, and they don't know what they're messing with. It says here, included in Chris Mellon's website leak was a document detailing ATIP sub-focus areas which deal with biological effects, among other topics. And they have a they have a, a list here. It says DOD threat scenario, ATIP subfocus areas. The science exists for an enemy of the United States to manipulate both physical and cognitive environments in order to penetrate U.S. facilities, influence decision makers, and compromise national security. And it goes on: psychotronic weapons, cognitive human interface, penetration of solid surfaces. It lists a bunch of stuff here. Basically, what they're getting into is they're getting into some really uh, high strangeness. And it's funny because they're, they're, they're just, this is more or less, uh, they're getting into uh, a high-level sort of uh, occult religious uh, area. And that's funny come from, coming from people that want to ban prayer, that want to uh, promote the notion that there's no such thing as a higher power or God. But yet they're looking to monkey around with this paranormal, supernatural dimension 
in order to get some sort of leverage when it comes to warfare. They're playing a very dangerous game. How come are biological effects and injuries, it says, during you... How common are biological effects and injuries during during UFO experiences? Apparently common enough to be one of the six telltale signs and signatures of UFOs. This is extremely important when contemplating and researching the phenomena as a whole. Human biological effects and injuries to people from UFOs or the phenomena in general have probably been studied for decades behind closed government doors and have also been studied by a select few public researchers and doctors as well. Much of the research is highly sensitive and many times classified. When injuries or deaths are involved, you can imagine how sensitive of a subject this must be, not only from a human perspective, but also legally. With that said, many people are not sure of and are hesitant to conclude regarding intention. There are cases of experiencers who view the phenomena as positive that report serious injuries and biological changes, but they think they were caused inadvertently. Some experiences also claim to have diseases and ailments healed by the phenomena after exposure. What else has been stated about biological effects? There have been multiple comments in the public realm, and then here are a few. Let's just look at this for one second, what they just said here. Some experiences claim to have been healed. Well, that's fine. That's a one or two off deal. But if these entities are coming to help mankind so much, then why aren't they releasing the technology or the cures that we need. I mean, why aren't they Why aren't they releasing the cure for cancer then? What I'm seeing here is almost like a messianic imitation. They're coming in the form of some type of savior. And here and there, people are being cured. Of, it seems like mostly minor ailments. A few, I've heard of a few like uh, major things where people have gotten healing from. But it doesn't seem to be as it comes from a place of love. It almost seems to come from a place where these things are desiring control. And as far as people saying, well, they hurt me, but they didn't mean to. That's classic Stockholm Syndrome. That's classic abused uh, spouse syndrome, where a person is abused uh, and then tries to make excuses for the abuser. That's not a healthy state of mind. That's how I see that. Now it goes on here and says... The New York Times uh, included physical effects in the article that changed everything. Researchers also studied people who said they had experienced physical effects from encounters with the objects and examined them for physiological changes. Tom DeLong mentioned biological issues in an interview with People magazine. It says, People, the Department of Defense, by definition, are designed to deal with threats, and it sounds like you believe they're treating these craft as threats because that's what they do. Do you personally view these crafts as threat? DeLong, I can say a blanket statement that yes, I do personally believe these are threats, but there but there also are different layers of threats. There are threats to our aviation safety. There are threats to our military. There are threats to people that ha people that are having encounters with this that deals with biological issues. There are threats because we don't understand what the intentions are. When you're dealing with something that's just so much further ahead than you, I mean, we can look at our own history and know that. Look, look what we did to the Native Americans, or look what the Spanish did to the Aztecs. I don't want to get my history wrong here, but you see what I'm saying. When a more advanced culture comes in, 
There's many differences. There's many different ways that culture can benefit, but can also can lose a bit of themselves in the process. So I think that we need to do is, so I think what we need to do is really have that discussion. Are there bad things that go along with this subject? Yes, and some of those bad things are not open for discussion here. And there, and are there some good things? Absolutely. Some of those good things come with the idea that this technology can do for the world. The unification of us working with people we thought were adversaries, and then an international conversation of who we are as human beings. Well, this is more gobbledygook. First off, Tom DeLong recognizes that these things can have seriously bad effects on people. But says it's not open to discussion. Says who? I mean, he puts himself up on a pedestal like he's delivering the, you know, the sermon to us, and we have, we have no right to speak up and ask questions. This is not a case of Tom DeLong getting to preach the gospel of the UFO to the masses, where he has been given, you know, the the undisputable truth from on high. This is a case where we are all equals. Nobody has a bigger voice than anybody else. We all get to decide for ourselves whether or not we feel safe or unsafe interacting with these things. So right off the bat, he loses me. And then secondly, he's talking about coming together internationally. You're asking me as an American citizen to have to share this technology with, say, somebody who's a Communist Party member, where... Last I heard, what, 150 people a day are being murdered to have their organs harvested, where there is no respect for their freedom of speech, totalitarian government. We cannot, we cannot as a country, take people from other places that have no respect for basic human rights and give them a full say in this. If we have the opportunity to grab that UFO technology and control it before they do, we certainly should be doing that. So this whole thing of globalism, that's just one more way of taking the power away from us and giving it to the power to people who have, as far as I'm concerned, a completely completely sociopathic or psychopathic attitude toward other people. As we approach this subject, we have to respect the individual rights of every person that's affected by it. Nobody gets to be in charge and tell us what we have to do. Nobody gets to tell us to wear a mask. This is nonsense. Goes on and says, included in the classic NIDS website was a now somewhat forgotten paper titled Effects of UFOs Upon People by Joseph McCannell. The paper included radiation injuries, and you can read here, it has an effect. Now, NIDS... That's NIDS. That's the one that's controlled by. Uh, gosh, I'm having a block here. Um, the hotel guy that has the aeros Bigelow has this the aerospace stuff. They got into a lot of this paranormal stuff, and a lot of it on the dark side. We're talking about things like Skinwalker, okay? Spiritual beings from you know ancient uh, Navajo lore, people that you know had to kill a family member, I think, or something in order to gain this power of being able to uh, come and go as uh, some type of, of a spirit animal. We're, ta- we're, we're talking about not just high strangeness, we're talking about high evilness. 
and you can only assume that when you're starting to invite this stuff into your realm, there might be some ramifications. It says, arguably the foremost public expert on the subject is Dr. Kit Green. Dr. Green has a unique and possibly even unpopular opinion among his peers. At risk of misinterpreting Dr. Green's opinions, it is my understanding that while he knows there are craft and objects present in many of these scenarios, he is hesitant to conclude, and he has stated that he has seen no evidence the phenomenon originates from non-human intelligence. Dr. Kit Green and Gary Nolan have been studying the effects of the phenomena on humans in many different ways. Their work on the Cudet-Putaman region of the brain is tied to the subject. In other words, this is all in your heads. You're just imagining it. Anybody that has seen a UFO, especially anybody that's seen one up close, knows that that is complete nonsense. Keith Bakersfield also noted and transcribed the relevant quotes from Dr. Kit Green and Gary Nolan, including Ann Jacobson's book, Phenomenon. And it says, uh, I'm interested in the notion of people injured physically by anomalous events, said Green. Often these events are perceived as involving unidentified aerial phenomena or UAPs, drones, high-energy radio frequencies that confront people face-to-face and cannot be explained. In 2005, he began, he began working on a research project to address this enigma. He began creating a structured database of individuals that were suffering enigmatic injuries, burns, skin lesions, cancers, diseases, and who had also had face-to-face encounters with UAPs. In 2007, Green took this research project from academic to operational. I began performing much more, much pro bono work, forensic investigation and diagnosis of patients injured by multiple, multiply witnessed physical anomalies, events, anomalous events with UAPs, drones, and other visible physical evidence. Green accepted his patients carefully. They are all high-functioning individuals, many prodigious savants, most of whom carry a high security clearance, he says. They are members of special forces, members of intelligence communities, employees of aerospace companies, officers in the, officers in the military guards, and military bases, policemen. Common injuries are from something that is that is airborne, something emits some kind of, of light or beam, some orms at present. He has more than 100 patients. Well, where in the world is he getting all these patients at? You notice all these guys come from some sort of high-level intelligence or military background. That should tell you that the government's been doing a lot of experimentation with this stuff. And not just taking notes on witness accounts. It's pretty clear that, they're trying, that they are actively trying to communicate with these things. Okay? What did they say? You start messing around with a Ouija board and you might end up with a result that you're not entirely happy with. That's our government, our deep state actors, actively trying to contact occult entities. Let's just call it what it is. These aren't people out looking up in the sky and watching the orbs go over and saying, wow, what's that? These are people that are trying to draw these things in. And who knows what you'll end up with when you engage in that kind of behavior. Now it says in a statement from a senior manager of... BAAS, released by George Knapp. Effects from UFOs were brought up. This was this work was a forerunner to some of Dr. Kit Green and Gary Nolan's study. The BAS approach was to view the human body as a readout system for UFO effects by utilizing forensic technology, 
the tools of immunology, cell biology, genomics, neuroanatomy for, in a, for an in-depth study of the effects of UFOs on humans. This approach marks a dramatic shift away from the traditional norms of relying on eyewitness testimony as a central evidentiary arm in UFO investigation. The approach aimed to bypass UFO deception and manipulation of humans' perception by utilizing molecular forensics to decipher the biological consequences of the phenomena. In other words, they're moving from UFOs, which could be anything from, you know, a top-secret uh, machine to something from another galaxy. They're transitioning that to something interdimensional, to non-human entities. And I think you should see here that the government, the deep state, has gone above and beyond what the average person thinks of as a UFO. They're looking at how these things interact with humans. They're, they've gone from the level of, wow, that could be a tic-tac, to the level of communicating, seeking out, and finding non-human entities. This is very dangerous. It goes on and says, in order to further our effort in recognizing emerging Disruptive aerospace technology technical studies are being conducted in regard to advanced lift propulsion, the use of unconventional materials and controls, signature reduction weaponry, human interface, and human effects. They're talking about communicating with demons and gaining knowledge from these non-human entities, these extra-dimensional entities. You know, it's kind of like the old story of letting the genie out of the bottle. You make your three wishes, but once the genie's out of the bottle, you may have wished that you saved one wish to put him back in it. I find this article extremely concerning because it's taken something that should have been uh, basic investigative work where people could be open and honest and we would have disclosure and we could talk about the things people are seeing and the experiences they are having. And they're just ignoring the eyewitness accounts. You heard that. Well, we're not going to rely on eyewitness accounts. They don't want your input. You are a sheep to them. They've gone past the whole notion of eyewitness UFO accounts. They want to control the phenomena. To them, actively seeking communication with these entities treating the UFO itself as some kind of a mirage and going right to directly communicating with that non-human entity. And what they're finding out is sometimes when they make contact with these non-human entities, they're inviting these things into our dimension. They're taking them home with them. As the one guy from the History Channel referred to them as hitchhikers. Other people call those things demons. These non-human entities. I, personally, I don't want I don't want a non-human invisible entity posing as a UFO in my house throwing books off of shelves like this guy's talking about. They're talking about people actually uh, descending into mental illness because of the effects these things are having on them. That article goes on for a little bit further. I won't read the whole thing, but I have it posted up there. But I just want you to, if you get a chance to read the article, take a look at it and understand the direction that our military, our government, our deep state is taking as it investigates the UFO phenomenon. No more blue books. No more going out and talking to people, citizens who have seen these things. In fact, 
they want to take this to an international, global level, you're not going to be in the room. Sit down and shut up while they summon demons. So they can figure out different ways to, I suppose, subjugate us. That's what's really being said here, the sixth effect. You know, I, I'm okay with the fact that Tom DeLong has come out and talked about this, but I'm not okay with the fact that he just bluntly tells the interviewer that the bad effects of, these, of communicating with these things is not open for discussion here. Well, I'm sorry, but Tom does not get to write the rules for discussion. We'll have a discussion among ourselves without him then. We don't need to have deep state actors. We don't need to have these guys who are seeking to profit from this stuff in our discussion. We'll have our own discussion. We'll talk about it amongst ourselves. That's the most important way to get disclosure on this stuff anyway, because most of what we're being told is lies. Anyway, a really interesting article. It takes a very deep, dark look at, at, at what's, what's happening here. And you, when you put it in the context of what I've just described about this sixth observable effect, basically being these people trying to contact non-human entities, when you understand that that's what they're doing, that everything else starts to fall in line. Then you start to understand why the pages are blacked out. My people like Nick Pope referred to, maybe these things are too terrible to see, I think is his quote. You start to see the dark side of it come through a little bit. That part they've been trying to hide for the last 70 years. Until next time, UFO warning, over and out.